0: Hey guys, today we are going to talk about stored procedures, specifically what is a stored procedure? This is kind of the the intro talk. So uh, the official definition and then we'll jump in and do stuff. So stored procedures are similar to procedures in other languages. They can accept input parameters and return values. They can contain programming statements that do stuff. And they can return a status value. So okay, that's great. They're like procedures in other languages. Um, what does that mean? Well, a stored procedure is actually the best named object in a database other than the database itself um, because it is a procedure. It is one or more statements that are meant to do stuff and it is stored in the database. So, all right, let's look at procedure. I say one or more statements to do stuff. When I say do stuff, I mean things like uh, selecting data out of a table, sure, Um, inserting data into a table, this particular database. I'm I'm grabbing fragmentation index uh, information and this database isn't fragmented. But even so, we did a thing. We tried to insert data and there wasn't any data to insert. Um, Other things, there's not really a limit necessarily to what a procedure is, what, what you can do in a database. This particular thing is a little bit of code that I like to use to generate modification statements to set the file growth rates for everything in the database. You know, if it's got a bad file growth rate, then I can just generate those statements. Well, I can take that and stick it into a stored procedure and then use it however I like. So, that's a procedure. What about the stored part of it? Well, it's stored. You save it into the database. You use create procedure. You give it a name. Notice, uh, we use a two-part naming sequence. We use the schema and the name itself. It's not required if you're using the default schema. It's just a good idea. So you create procedure as, and this is that same query that we use way up here, right, to select data. We're just giving it a name basically so it can be stored in the database. We run this, and now it's saved to the database. Same exact thing with our create procedure. We're gonna save that to the database as procedure store frag, Eh, you know, naming conventions. So, let's look at it in the database. You can find that that last procedure by name in SysObjects if you want to prove to yourself that it's out there. It is listed in SysObjects as a SQL stored procedure. Hey, look, there's my create date, my modify date. You can get the text of the thing using sp underscore help text, and uh, everything we just put in the database, everything we just saved as the procedure is there. And you can do the same thing from SQL modules, another uh, system view. And in this case, it refers to it by object ID. So I'm getting the object name storefrag. There we go. And there's our storefrag procedure. So now we've got a procedure. It's stored in the database. Let's run it. You run a stored procedure with execute or exec. Both will work just fine. I like exec because it's shorter. So I'm running that storefrag. Procedure that's saved in there. It goes up, uh, looks in the database for the code, and runs exactly that because that's what I told it to do. Uh, same thing if I want to run that first little bitty um, stored procedure that we made, the get temp table, which is just a select from a table. I can execute it with exec dbo.get temp table. Okay, so So that's the basics of a stored procedure, but a stored procedure is not the only way to save code into the database, to save T-SQL code into the database. You've got other objects that do the same thing, but all of them differ slightly. They're, They're for different purposes, and they can do different things. So you've got stored procedures. You've also got functions. Now, functions specifically are meant to return a value. So procedures do something, you know, they'll modify data, get data, insert data, they'll, you know, figure something out and spit it back to you, whatever. A function is not meant to do stuff, it's not meant to modify values in the database, it's meant to return values, and that's reflected in the way that you define it. When you create a function, you give it a name just like before, Um, and just like in programming languages, we're going to give it parentheses. Uh, if we had any parameters, they would go in here. We'll cover parameters in another little video. And then you tell it outright. You say what kind of value that it's going to return. This function will return a date value. And all we're doing here, if I were to see select, yes, uh, all we're doing here is just get yesterday's date based on today's date, get date minus one. But when I put it into a function, I declare that uh date variable, get the value and then return that variable. okay So all it's doing it's it's calculating and this can uh, functions can select from tables in order to do its calculations uh, and it can return either a single date or it could be a table valued function so it returns uh, a row set of, of values. Um, but either which way, that's all it's doing. Uh, let's see how we run it first and then we'll go prove that we're not allowed to modify stuff. So When we run a function, we don't do it with exec. Uh, Exec, not going to work for a function. That's for stored procedures only. We select the value from the function. Um, And in addition to selecting it outright, we can also uh, select that value into a variable if it's a single value. And then here, I wanted to show you that. So we're putting that uh, yesterday into the variable a and then selecting a. Easy enough. You can use functions as part of uh, a query at select, insert, up, update, delete. In this case, we're getting yesterday's date uh, along with everything from sys databases. Where create date, you know, we can use it just just in the select column. We can also use it down here in the where column. So there's our function again, where the create date is less than yesterday. Fabulous. So I said you can't do stuff, you can't change data from within a function, and I was not lying. So we're going to create function, totally invalid function that returns an integer, and we're going to try and insert into a test table some value, and then just return zero for our return value. It doesn't like that. Oh, that's right, I changed that, sorry. Let's try that again. It is myval. Okay, so we try and create that function. Invalid use of a side affecting operator insert within a function Uh, for once that error message is pretty darn clear You're not allowed to Modify stuff using a function. I think I've driven that home enough so let's talk about views a View is a database object that stores a single select statement Um, It's referred to as a virtual table because let's say that we're grabbing Uh, database ID and name from sys-databases, right? That's our query. Well, if we encapsulate that as a view yesterday's databases, then we can treat it just as if it were a table. We're going to select everything from yesterday's databases and give it a where clause. We could join that to things, we could union it to things, we could do whatever we like. So there the key difference is that again, a view doesn't do stuff, it's not a procedure, it's just a single query. All right, next up, triggers. Now, triggers are actually called a, quote, a special kind of stored procedure. Um, You can have multiple statements within a trigger. You can have it do stuff, um, alter data, you know, whatever you like. Um, The difference between a trigger and a stored procedure is triggers are called in response to some action. So you may have heard of insert or update triggers. for example, uh, let's go ahead and create one so we can show this. Let's create trigger, tr trigger table for after insert. Okay, so trigger table is a table out there. We just created this trigger on it. Anytime we insert data to that table, whatever we told it to do in here, it's going to do it. In this case, we just said, let's, let's raise an error. Um, we're going to insert into trigger table, table some value, dude and the trigger did what it told us to. We inserted the value and it said, dude, you totally inserted a value to trigger table. Awesome. So stored procedures aren't generally, well, they're not called in response to like an insert, update, delete. They're called, um, you know, as, as we did earlier, let me see our exec statement, there we go. They're called by hand. You can schedule them within jobs. You can call them from SSRS reports. And you can even call them from, or often call them, from um, .NET programs and things like that. So all we did today was pretty much talk about stored procedures and uh, put a little summary table here. Stored procedures, uh, like functions, views, and triggers, are stored in the database. Um, Both stored procedures and triggers are procedural and can modify data. Um, but stored procedures are run with execute wherever you like them, and uh, whereas triggers are run via events. In the next video, we'll go into a more real-world example of a stored procedure, how you would go about developing that, and in other videos, we'll talk about um, when you would use a stored procedure over just ad-hoc queries or, or some other solution and a lot of the considerations therein.